0: Hi, and welcome back to The View from My Soapbox. Whether you're a regular listener or it's your first time tuning in, straight from the heart, thank you for being here. I appreciate you, and I hope you take something away from this episode. Today, I want to dig into two conflicting forces that can each influence our decisions in what I think is a bit of an interesting paradox. These are the fears of judgment and of insignificance. I'm really excited about this topic, actually, because when I posted a poll about this on my Instagram page a few days ago, the response was pretty huge by my standards. I was surprised. I asked people whether they're more afraid of not being liked or of not mattering. The fear of not mattering won by a very slim margin but what really surprised me the most was the sheer amount of people who engaged with the story compared to the engagement I usually see. So this indicates to me that I might have touched a nerve here, and this might be something that a lot of you think about. I call these two yin and yang fears because while they're in a sense diametrically opposed, they're actually deeply interconnected in ways that we're going to see, and they can therefore cause us great discomfort and struggle as we try to contend with them in different ways. This episode is meant to be a primer in dealing with both of these fears in a practical, common sense manner. And along the way, I'm going to get all gross and vulnerable as usual in order to encourage you to try to do the same on your own time. This is not meant to be a substitute for therapy and buckle up because it's going to get angsty. All right. So when I say fear of judgment, what I'm talking about is that insecure anxious inner monologue that's telling you not to put yourself out there and not to expose yourself too much because people are going to think less of you people are going to talk shit and that might kill you it's about self-confidence and self-confidence really comes from self-acceptance so the way that i see it that's the core issue here i believe this fear is one of the greatest forces that holds so many of us back the fear of insignificance on the other hand is plain old existential angst it's the fear that we don't matter, the fear of never becoming someone, whatever that means, of being mediocre or forgotten. As babies, most of us were swaddled, you know, our every need attended to, like we were the most important thing in the world. We felt deeply cared for at every moment of the day. But emerging into the world of adulthood and independence means realizing how utterly insignificant we and in our projects are in the grand scheme of things. And this can be a rude awakening. Judgment and insignificance. Not being liked and not mattering. These great fears are powerful and conflicting forces in many of our lives. And for those of us who have experienced both, it can result in a confusing catch-22. Simply put, fearing judgment makes us hide. It makes us be small. While fearing insignificance makes us hustle like a hamster on a wheel. Heavy sigh. (laughs) I want to share a personal anecdote to illustrate this point, <laughs> for about 12 years as a child, I was the only girl on my hockey team. Shouted to St. Joe's! It was a house league hockey team, and I was always mediocre at best, so the stakes were pretty low, but it didn't feel that way at the time. I felt constantly singled out, and I desperately wanted to fit in with the rest of the team, but I was far too anxious to talk to any of the guys, never mind befriend them. The truth is that they terrified me. I was terrified of what they thought of me as a teammate and as a person. So I tried to make myself as small and quiet as possible. This was a case study in the fear of judgment. Whenever we had to pick partners at practice, for example, I would hang back and I'd wait for the last person picked to inevitably make his way over to me. Whenever I'd have to go into the boys locker room just before and after each game so that the coach could talk to us, I would try to sit as close to the door as possible and take up as little space on the bench as possible despite my clunky hockey gear. You can imagine how awkward this was. (laughs) I was convinced that they noticed everything. I thought that they were laughing every time I missed a shot. I thought they were talking about me when I left the room. I even thought they were silently thinking, her jersey is way too big for her, that brand of hockey pants makes her look fat, she looks so dumb with her mouth guard in. (laughs) Saying all this stuff out loud sounds ridiculous, but try telling that to an insecure 11-year-old. At the same time, though, I was terrified of being inconsequential to the team. I was terrified of being expendable. And in comes the fear of insignificance. I was never a good player, but I hustled every time I was on the ice, because if I wasn't the house league hero, making a good pass or remembering the plays was basically my only shot at mattering to the team, in my mind. I skated like everybody was watching, and I'm not going to try to unpack the whole layer of gender in this situation, but I'll just say that I felt like I was representing the entire female gender every time I stepped on the ice, but I also felt like I was trying to escape the limiting expectations placed on me because of my gender every time I stepped on the ice. I wanted to be the badass girl boss that doesn't take shit from boys, but I also wanted to be one of the boys, and I was scared of the boys. It was confusing, to say the least. So there I was, simultaneously trying to make myself invisible, and hustling to prove that I somehow mattered. Looking back now, I see two obvious mistakes. The first is that I tethered my worth to my hockey skills, which was just as laughable then as it is now. And the second is that even though I was playing on the same line as some of these guys, when it came to letting myself be seen, and when it came to being myself, I wasn't even getting off the bench. Do you understand that? I was benching myself. I'm not kidding when I say that I didn't talk to a single one of them for the 12 years that we all played together if I could avoid it, which is so sad because those could have been real friendships. I spent all that time scared because I was projecting my own harsh judgments of myself onto these poor boys who were probably just wondering why I didn't just switch to the girls league already if I didn't like them. Maybe I should've, who's to say? Okay, If you lost track of my point while I was busy unpacking my childhood personality issues, I don't blame you, and I'm glad you're still here. All I'm trying to say is that each of these fears must be met at their respective sources in order to deal with them. Otherwise, we risk falling into that chaotic double bind of hustling for our worth while at the same time trying to make ourselves impervious to the judgment of others. Both of these coping strategies, I cannot stress this enough, are losing battles. You cannot hustle for your worth because your worth is not something that comes from without. And you can't make yourself impervious to the judgment of others because you can't control what other people think and feel. Are you still with me? Let's get a little bit more granular and a little bit less about me, starting with the fear of judgment. There's a very common sense and intuitive way to stop worrying so much about what others think about you, and that is by realizing that they probably don't think much about you at all. Everyone else has their own thoughts, their own preoccupations. You just don't matter all that much to the overwhelming majority of the 8 billion people alive today, just like the overwhelming majority of them don't matter at all to you. In fact, the thoughts that you're so scared that they're having about you, thoughts like she looks so unhealthy, she sounds so uneducated, whatever your personal things are, those are actually just your own thoughts that you're having about yourself. Like the brilliant Carl Lowenthal says, the call is coming from inside the house. Instead of trying to control what other people are thinking, which like I said is impossible, focus on modifying your own self-destructive patterns of thinking wait 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 Francesca isn't it true that some people are really judgy and do you think all those mean things about me yes certainly but those people deserve your pity not your fear if you're spending your energy judging me I feel sorry for you because if you're that judgmental towards other people you're probably even more judgmental towards yourself and that is an exhausting way of living Don't worry about what others are thinking about you then, because they're either not thinking about you that much at all, or they're not worth your sacred, limited energy, (laughs) y'all. Marcus Aurelius wrote, nothing that goes on in anyone else's mind can harm you. All right. This is so incredibly important to understand, because as long as you're walking around terrified of what other people are thinking about you, you will never be able to show up as yourself. Because being yourself will just feel too risky, like there's too much at stake. And if you're not showing up as yourself, you know what happens? You're not attracting into your life the people that love you for who you are. And even worse, I think, you're entertaining people who don't see you, who don't know you, and who don't make you feel safe enough to open up. Like Brene Brown would say, you are choosing to fit in at the expense of ever truly belonging. And that is just a rat shit deal. So, to sum it up, the fear of judgment is completely nonsensical because you only think people are judging you when you're judging yourself. So stop judging yourself, figure out who you actually are, and allow others to see that wonderful, unique creature that the world so badly needs. Insecurity and judgment are no match for radical self-acceptance. What about the fear of insignificance? This one is a little tricky. The way that i see it because while the fear of judgment rests on the faulty premise that other people are constantly judging you the fear of insignificance draws on the simple reality that life has no inherent meaning you don't matter in the grand scheme of things and most of the world would not notice if you died in your sleep tonight this is classic existential angst and it is truly one of my favorite topics to think or talk about that sounds silly right (laughs) i don't know to me it's empowering How do you find meaning in a meaningless world? How do you make yourself matter? I would propose that these questions are flawed and that the fear of insignificance upon closer examination is as nonsensical as the fear of judgment. As for the first question, so the question of how do you find meaning in a meaningless world? You can't find meaning in a meaningless world. You need to give it meaning. This is just like what we talked about two weeks ago with inspiration. Stop trying to find meaning. It's not something that you have to accidentally stumble upon. It's something that we must all intentionally cultivate within our own lives, within the framework of our own values. And as for the second question, so how do you make yourself matter? You can't. You can't make yourself matter, not to everyone at least. And why do you need to? People trip up on existentialism and treat it as a source of dread because they think, oh man, nothing I do will ever matter in the grand scheme of things, I may as well lay down and die. But why do you need to matter in the grand scheme of things? What does that even mean? What about the small scheme of things? Why isn't it good enough to matter to a small handful of people who matter to you, even though they don't matter much more to the big picture than you do? I think a big part of finding meaning in life is finding your own place in this chain of people who don't matter generally, but matter specifically to a few people, who in turn matter to a few other people, and so on, linking us together in this beautiful web of mattering that paradoxically neither does nor does not matter. (laughs) Did my answer leave you even more confused than before? Well, at least you're not worrying about how meaningless your life is anymore. (laughs) Okay, before we wrap this up, here are two questions worth considering on this topic. The first is, in what areas of your life are you benching yourself, whether consciously or not? Where are you not letting yourself show up? And the second question, okay, I guess that was two, but the second large question is, what would your life look like if you had balanced responses to your fears of judgment and insignificance rather than let them tug you around in conflicting and confusing directions? Guys, the bench is comfortable. It feels safe. It's where most people are sitting already. But the things that you crave the most just do not happen on the bench, whether it's starting a business, starting a romantic relationship, deepening a friendship, or even asking a question in class. I mean, these are all very vulnerable things to be doing. Everything good, everything you've ever wanted starts with stepping onto the ice. It starts with feeling secure enough with yourself to try, like we talked about last time, secure enough to let yourself be a beginner. It starts with starting, and with a little resilience and grit, it becomes the meaning you choose to give your life. Go forth into the world this week and start, you guys. Step onto the ice. Class dismissed. Thanks for being here with me today and thank you for being patient with me these past few weeks. I know I haven't been uploading as consistently as I usually do, but I have been thinking hard about the kind of content creator that I'm interested in being. My work on this podcast is a labor of love. It's a repository of ideas that have influenced me in a positive way and that I think they can help you too. That's why I'm putting this out into the world. It's not a side hustle, it's not something that I ever want to force at the expense of quality or authenticity or my own enjoyment. But I am committed to this project and I'm excited to say that I'm finally at a place where I can commit more energy to it. So make sure that you're following me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening so that you do not miss the exciting things that are coming. To the people who've been emailing me or reaching out to discuss finer points or just letting me know that you exist and that I'm not just shouting into the void, I can't say how much I appreciate you. You may not matter in the grand scheme of things, but you matter to me, and I hope I've added some value to your life. Until next week, and always, be gentle with yourselves, step onto the ice, and don't forget to enjoy your life.